Blog Talk Radio. Washington this week in in Washington I, I'd say yes they can um, but they also need the Green Bay Packers to lose to the Chicago Bears and I'm not sure the Chicago Bears have much to play for anymore they pretty much can lock up a two seed and by doing that you know essentially have the Green Bay Packers win because the Green Bay Packers will be trying very hard obviously to win um, so that in itself would probably eliminate the Giants the Giants, again, put themselves in behind the eight ball by losing in Green Bay this past week. And unfortunately, now, you know, this is a, uh, uh organization-changing game. I mean, if the Green Bay Packers do, if the Green Bay Packers do win, the Giants are eliminated. And now the question becomes, will this cost Phil Coughlin his job? You know, that that is the biggest question that we can uh, ask us tonight. Um, will, Phil, will Tom Coughlin and will the Giants just decide that this is it for Tom Coughlin? Yes, you brought us the Super Bowl three years ago, but unfortunately every other year that you've been the coach, Tom Coughlin, you have, you know, really the team hasn't really, you know, performed up to standard. Has They have a great defense, you know, great pass rush. Offense is good to above average, but again, this is a team that, you know, had high expectations going into this year, and now, unfortunately, are staring at missing the playoffs completely. Two weeks ago, pretty much a win against Philadelphia, and you had the two seeds. Now, all of a sudden, two weeks later, 
we're looking at not even making the playoffs. So, again, the question does become, do the Giants go in a different direction? Do they make the decision and decide that they don't want Coughlin anymore as their head coach? And then the question then becomes, obviously, later on, who will be the Giants' head coach? Uh, lots of speculation about Bill Cower potentially wanting the job or a couple other people. Uh, but, you know, let's not speculate right now because Tom Coughlin still has a job. We have to give him his respect. Um, the Giants still can make the playoffs. Will they make the playoffs is another question. Um, I don't see it, and I think DG would tell you that this debacle two weeks ago against the Eagles carry, had the carryover effect against the Green Bay Packers. So um, we'll see what happens this Sunday. Hopefully we can get some input on DG um, on Thursday night show. Unfortunately, uh, he cannot get onto the line right now, and I'm actually having some computer difficulties myself. So I'm going to try to carry the show as best as I can. Turning our attention to the New York Jets. Boy, the last couple of weeks I definitely have been wrong about the New York Jets. Um, I thought that they would actually go into Pittsburgh and show good effort and actually uh, probably not win since they've never won in Pittsburgh. But, uh, we're, you know, uh, to my sh- surprise, they were actually able to gut out a gutsy, you know, 23-20 to victory. 22-17 uh, victory, I'm sorry. Look at the wrong score. Um, had to wait to the last play of the game, obviously. That's the typical Jets way, but we're able to find a, vic- a way to win. This past week, they go into Chicago, where I thought they could actually you know, beat Chicago in a close game, and end up being a shootout. So, to my surprise, again, the Jets did not come out on top. They lost 38-34. to And, you know, the questions that I have now for this team is this. Two weeks ago... This team played the Dolphins at home and lost 10-6, to and the defense was obviously annoyed, as you all heard reports about this. The team was obvious, uh, the defense was obviously annoyed at the offense, and my question now is, should the offense be annoyed at the defense? I mean, this is very childish, folks. Um, it, it shouldn't be this way. It's, you, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Defense, offense, special teams, all one team. Let's get our egos and let's get our pride aside and let's focus on the real task at hand, and that is to get into the playoffs, which the Jets did by having Jacksonville lose to Washington in overtime. The Jets are now officially in the playoffs. Now let's get focused. Let's get healed up this week. We don't have to really go all out. We have to worry about a little bit about Mark Sanchez's arm. So I'm not sure if Mark Sanchez played the whole game against Buffalo this week, but um we're either going to Indianapolis or we're going to Kansas City. And, um, you know, Indianapolis is definitely banged up um, off offensively and uh, a little bit defensively. So going to Indianapolis, you know, is not the same as it was last year in the AFC title game. It's uh, a team that we can beat, but, you know, do you really want to play against Peyton Manning in the playoffs? Uh, I'm not sure about that. And then, you know, the the – the way that I think the Jets need to, um, the, w- the way the Jets can really advance in the playoffs is to, I think, to go to Kansas City. Uh, Matt Castle's having a great year, and Kansas City in itself is having a great year, but I think that the Jets can go into Kansas City with their team, all focused on one goal, and that's to get to Dallas, obviously, uh, one game at a time in the playoffs, and I think they can go into, obviously, Kansas City and beat them. I really do. Um, we could definitely talk about more about that uh, on Thursday's show. 
uh, as we preview Week 17. But those are the two um, two things about the football teams this week. The Giants, you know, again didn't overcome the mental um, the mental meltdown of two weeks ago and were obliterated this week, 45 to 17. And the Jets, although they didn't win in Green in Chicago, were able to still make the playoffs with a Jacksonville loss. So that's that's your football for week 16. Week 17 we'll preview to on Thursday again. This is Pure Gold. This is JB Just Business going over some things. Um, my partner DG is having some te- technical difficulties and I can't get him on the line. So hopefully we'll get this all squared away for Thursday show. Turning our attention to sports entertainment and Raw was last night. Um, watched Raw last night for the most part and then uh, watched the last half hour on my DVR this morning. Uh, basically, a couple things um, to take away from Raw's last night was that uh, basically CM Punk came out and basically called out John Cena for being a hypocrite, telling him that he, you know, he does definitely, he doesn't, he's not loyal, he's not, you know, he doesn't tell the truth. He basically called out John Cena and, and basically told him that, you know, you're a liar. And uh, John Cena, you know, obviously was had that stupid look on his face in the ring. Uh, Punk basically had this great promo that, you know, you, you all have to watch if you YouTube it or if you DVR'd it. You can see that this was a great promo by Punk, and Punk is slowly becoming one of the top-notch heels in this company, if not in the entire business. I mean, he really carries himself the, uh, really the right way with his, you know, his promos and his wrestling. So... He promised John Cena that he'd have a surprise with him for him later this uh later that evening and he did by basically joining Nexus. Now there's some questions because obviously at the end of the show uh Mr. CM Punk put on the Nexus band and, and then raised his hand to the rest of the Nexus group signifying that he has joined Nexus, but does this mean he's the leader? I'm not sure. What what does this mean for Wade Barrett? I mean so the questions are there, obviously, and uh, we'll see where that goes. But I could see this this feud being definitely um, a long one. Hopefully, I mean, knowing WWE, they might just have this last for a month. But you know, these two guys are are really, really, um, you know, good on the mic, and I really think they could carry this feud for a couple months, maybe leading to WrestleMania. I don't know, but uh, again, this is uh, this is what Raw started out with last night, and then. The other big, big story about Raw was uh, basically John Morrison facing The Miz for the WWE title, and it's not going to be at the Royal Rumble. So that in itself raises a lot of questions, obviously. Basically, John Morrison will get his title shot next week on Monday Night Raw Live in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Now, I guess John Morrison can lose via interference somehow, and then somehow get a rematch again at the Royal Rumble. But I'm not sure this is going to happen. I'm not even sure John Morrison is now ready for main eventing a big Royal Rumble, a big pay-per-view like the Royal Rumble. So it'll be interesting to see basically where they go with this. Um, Obviously, John Morrison and and The Miz were tag team partners uh, back on SmackDown and were the tag team champions. But um, it seems like they're going in a different direction, and I'm not sure... Uh, it's it, this is good for Morrison to be honest with you for, to be fighting for the title on a Raw instead of a pay per view like the Royal Rumble. So we'll see where this goes. Um, the Miz last night fought Jerry Lawler once again uh, and basically lost via a countout, 
with help of with John Larson, obviously, and then uh, later on that show, uh, the Raw General Manager, the anonymous Raw General Manager, was actually basically, um, you know, whenever he gets a you know one of those emails, Michael Cole has to read them, and it starts to make me wonder that is Michael Cole really this General Manager? Because as as soon as he started reading this email, he basically um, started reading it, and then was basically uh, Miz came from behind and attacked Jerry Lawler uh, for you know losing obviously to the countout. So it's interesting to see that you know has Michael Cole aligned himself with the Miz? Is Michael Cole the, this raw general manager that we've been basically you know been speculating for the last six seven months now? Um, the angle is definitely old. I, I don't you know. I think it's been overplayed. I mean, it's about time that we get the payoff now. If Michael Cole's the Raw general manager, you know, where does this lead Michael Cole? What happens to Raw? So those kind of questions get answered, uh, need to be answered soon, I think, because I think the fans are really, at this point, annoyed that they're, you know, we still haven't found out who this anonymous Raw general manager is. So we'll see where that goes. Um, another interesting match last night, we had the king of the ring, the current king of the ring, Sheamus. Um, going one-on-one against uh, Randy Orton. And um, I, I don't know you know, where the logic in all this is, but basically Randy Orton um, beat Sheamus clean. And I, I, I don't know how that, you know, first you have John Morrison beat Sheamus, and then you have Randy Orton beat Sheamus. I mean, what's the purpose of making Sheamus the king of the ring? I mean, really. I mean, he's the king of the ring. So that, you know, not only does that usually mean he's the, he should be the number one contender for the WWE title, but he should also be beating some guys. Like, you know, he should be beating Morrison. He should be beating Orton to, to basically legitimize, you know, his, his number one contendership. So now um, I'm not sure where they go with him. I mean, Sheamus definitely doesn't deserve a title shot at Royal Rumble now. I mean, he's lost to Morrison, and now he's lost to Orton. So, what's going to be the main event at the Royal Rumble? Obviously, you have the Royal Rumble itself, but is Miz going to be fighting in a four-way? Is he going to be fighting Morrison, Sheamus, and Randy Orton for the title? I mean, that's a possibility. Um, and again, if, if that is a po- if that does happen again, it pretty much diminishes John Morrison's chances of winning the WWE title at the Royal Rumble. So, lots of questions, obviously. I don't think they make it interesting by doing all of this. I think that they actually lose a lot of credibility as they go along. Um, but that's the WWE lately. <laughs> it, there's no logic. Um, turning our attention again to um, some other things that happened on Raw. I mean, Santino, I mean, not even Santino. I mean, Santino was unmatched obviously one, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, you had Mark Henry, basically. You know, now he's starting to get you know popular again, and so he's starting to win matches. I mean, I, the logic is not there, folks. It's just not there. Uh, again, this is Pure Go for December 28th. My tag team partner, David Gomez, DG, is having some technical difficulties, so I'm going through this show without him, unfortunately. Um, hopefully we'll get this all squared away for you on Thursday night. December 30th, where we'll close out the sh- close out the show, Pure Gold for the year 2010. We'll go over some <clears throat> some things for 2011, and we'll also 
you know, preview week 17, which the Giants are in a must-win situation against the, the Redskins and the Jets could basically you think they're going to win that game, Joe? Hey, how are you, sir? Good morning, folks. I'm doing good. Unfortunately, as Joe is dying in KB, he's had some monstrous technical difficulties, and we'll get everything squared away. I basically had to log in on my wife's cell phone to be able to, to pull this off. But you know what? That's why it's pure gold, because anything can happen. It's live, unexpected. Um, I heard you getting into a little bit of Giants football. If I may interject here for one second, uh, I've been listening to the show, and uh, you've been doing a great job, by the way. Unfortunately, my Giants laid an enormous moose turd on Sunday. They were a debacle, a disgrace, an embarrassment, anything you could think of. Um, just a terrible, terrible job by the Giants. I was sorely disappointed. They really didn't even show up on Sunday. And it, it, I heard Mike Francesa this week talking about how the Giants basically allowed, I think it was 73 points in about 68 minutes in uh, football, which is unfathomable. And uh, basically, it just, they just really stuck it up, folks. They let us down. I think that, uh, you know, I know you mentioned the, the Coughlin thing. I think Tom is going to get the boot. The Giants lose. He's done. If, even if they, may, they win and don't get into the playoffs, I think he's done. Because, unfortunately, in the Coughlin regime, folks, uh, the Giants have not been able to, to finish off the year. Other than the Super Bowl, which I know Joe would kill for a Super Bowl, but other than that one year, every other year in the Tom has been collapsed after collapse. I mean, JB, what do you think? What do you think about uh, Sunday's game? How bad was that? You know, I mean, how much of the game did you watch, first of all? But how bad did the Giants look? They didn't even, it didn't even look like they showed up. I, I think they showed up for the first quarter. I just think that, uh, they, you know, they, they were tied at one point. They were, they were 14-14 at one point. And Not then so just long, it seemed no. like – it just seems like Eli Manning lately has been forcing too many balls, and he had four interceptions – and six turnovers is not going to get the job done. When you're leading the league in turnovers, that says a lot about your team. It says a lot about your coach. It just says a lot about every the whole the whole organization right now is just uh, I don't know. I, I don't think they're all on the same page. Um, and unfortunately, Eli Manning, you know, looks like an average to a below average quarterback this year. What do you think? Uh, I agree. I, he looks he looks very average. He looks like he just uh, hasn't been able to get the job done for whatever reason. I mean, 30 touchdowns and 24 interceptions, that's just not good. I observed him on Sunday, and I think that, honestly, I just I don't even think that they showed up. Yeah, they were tied for a couple of minutes, but really, they were they were just giving up points left and right. Every throw Eli would, would uh, lay out there was either, you know, he'd throw it left, the guy would go right, or worse than that was when he was throwing balls over guys' heads. It looked at times if he was throwing the ball directly into the, into the receivers of the other team, or excuse me, into the defensive uh, back. It looked like he was just throwing it to the Packers, and I don't know, man. I think that the I think that Coughlin things aren't looking too good for Tom. Uh, I really think that his job is going to be in jeopardy. I think that it's going to be a rough uh, a rough stretch for him. It's been a rough stretch, and I'm not really sure if, uh, if Mr. Coughlin is going to be there next year. I don't think so, honestly. Um, they talk a lot about Bill Cowher. What do you think, JB? You think Bill Cowher is going to get the get the job? I think he's definitely the leading. Yeah, I definitely think he's a leading candidate. But again, out of respect for Tom Coughlin, there is still one game next week, and um, you know, basically, if the Giants again, if they do win and the Green Bay Packers do lose, the Giants still get in the playoffs. So, out of respect for Tom Coughlin, I don't think we should speculate right now. You know, who could be the possible head coach? You know, I just think out of respect, we shouldn't do that. No, I agree. 
No, I agree that uh, you know, but that's why it's <coughs> radio. Uh, you know, we gotta we gotta at least mention something, at least mention what we think could possibly happen. Um, but you know, in deference to in deference to my partner, let's not let's not uh, continue to speculate. We'll see. It's just there's been so many people fired this year. You know, JP, that uh, in in the middle of the year, which is very rare for the NFL, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tom and several others get the axe. Um, in terms of uh, the football game again, I think that the Giants just really didn't get the job done. They they embarrassed themselves. Eli looked terrible. The defense didn't show up. Um, things just did not look good. It looked as if we uh, you know we were talking about the Giants in the in the past tense in the sense of uh, they're they're really not. They just didn't show up. I honestly think that it was just a bad bad week. Um, but turning our attention to some other things in the sports entertainment world. Um, I heard what you were talking about with uh, with John Morrison, and I believe that the WWE really made a made a mistake with this whole number one contender thing. I don't know about you, JB, but I've never seen a time in my in my life of watching wrestling where they first of all TNA does this a lot, and the WWE surprised me um, doing a number one contenders match for the title at a pay per view. It's not that's not WWE style. TNA does that for all their titles, which is, you know, again, a little rare. But I honestly believe that they're shortchanging Morrison because at the Rumble, it's typically a one-on-one match. Morrison and Miz could have headlined that, you know, aside from the actual Rumble match itself. But it looks like they don't have any confidence in him, and he's going to lose the match. Obviously, no way does he win on a Raw. What do you think about that, though? What do you think about the fact that he got a title shot through a pay-per-view, but not even to fight at the pay-per-view for the title? Well, I mean, that goes to what I was saying before, that, that there's no continuity. I mean, you have the you have a current King of the Ring, Sheamus, losing to John Morrison uh, at a pay-per-view, last pay-per-view, TLC. And now you have Sheamus, again, losing to Randy Orton. So who's the actual number one contender now? I mean, is it John Morrison? Uh, obviously it is. And I don't think, you know, like, like you said, DG, I don't think he's going to beat The Miz on a Raw for the WWE title. So... Where do they go from here for the 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 main event at at the Royal Rumble besides the the Royal Rumble itself? Do they make it a four way? I know you, I know you mentioned the four way, but can you ever remember in the history of the Royal Rumble where they've had anything other? I don't remember them ever having anything other than a one on one match for the title. I remember Rock Mankind with the high clip match, and you know, Mark Henry and Kurt Angle one year. Uh, they fought. I believe that was the last match, which is rare because they wanted to collapse the ring, but. Um, aside from that, I don't remember there ever being more than just a one-on-one match. I could see a fatal four-way. Like you said, uh, Sheamus has been losing basically every match, which is surprising because he's supposedly the king of the ring. He's supposedly, you know, that he's getting pushed, but really they, they haven't pushed him. Um, I just think that Morrison Miz would be a fine pay-per-view main event. I think that could pull it off for the title. Um, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of, uh, you know, former tag team partners and all that stuff. I guess the only thing... I honestly yeah, believe I guess, that. I was going to say, I guess the only thing that can happen is uh, John Morrison somehow loses next week uh, via interference and then maybe gets a rematch at the Royal Rumble. That's possible. That would be good. But in that case, what's the point of giving them? Uh, what's the point of giving them two two matches? You know, uh, that that's not something that that happens a lot. You know, in terms of uh, getting a pay per view match after you already get your other title match, um, you know, you, you pretty much get screwed out of your other title shot. So it's a bit, it's a bit surprising. And definitely, when I wasn't watching it last night, but at the time I ended up watching it late, uh, later on. But when you told me 
that Morrison was, was uh, getting hosed out of his title shot, that's the first thing that came to mind. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, it really, Morrison is a talent. You know, I mean, you know, we talked about it. You know how I feel about the whole situation. I believe that him and Miz are, are, are the future. Um, I think that they've both come a long way. You know, I'm a little surprised he's still to see Miz as the WWE champion, but, you know, that'll, this too will pass. What do you think what about you the think? whole uh, punk? I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to ask you that same question, I think, DG. I was going to say, oh. what did you think of that promo to Star Raw last night? I mean, how how I good was that it. promo? I loved it. I think maybe you talked it up a little bit more than I, you know, it wasn't as good as I thought it would be, only because there was also, uh, Cena was involved in the promo. I thought it was just a straight shoot from Punk when he was talking. But I like the fact that Punk is involved with, with uh, Cena. I think that truly shows that, you know, this is going to be the, the main feud to carry Raw for the time being, and that's good because I don't think that Miz and Morrison are in any position, I think WWE doesn't seem to think that either, but I don't think that these guys are in a position to really uh, main event in terms of the show all the time and then also pay-per-views. Um, I believe that this could truly be a, a monster feud. See, what I love about Punk is the fact that Punk is like a Jericho. He's great on the microphone. He can be a face or a heel. He's a great wrestler. He can adapt his style to other people, but most importantly, he can jump up and down the card. In a sense, that's a detriment to him because it allows the company to say, oh, well, you know what, we don't need Punk right now as main event. Let's put a mid-card where you know that John Cena is not going mid-card or Randy Orton is not going to be in the mid-card. They're going to be, you know, top billing. So I love the fact that the two of these, that these two guys are put together. Um, the whole Nexus thing surprises me a bit. What do you think about that? you think that, I mean, he's obviously the leader of Nexus, but is it going to be Nexus? Or are we talking Straight Edge Society Part 2? They all have their fists up like the Straight Edge Society did. Um, you know, I can't imagine what's going to happen when Wade Barrett comes back because obviously he's out after all those chairs fall on him. What do you think they're going to do when, when Barrett comes back? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, this this leaves this a lot, a lot of things open-ended because Wade Barrett can come back now as a face, obviously. Um, I don't. I don't see why uh, they need to have Punk run Nexus unless they feel like Nexus is a dead a dead story now, and they need to refreshen it by having Punk lead it because obviously Punk doesn't need Nexus, but Nexus needs Punk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think that's the case. I think that they feel as if Nexus is dead. They lost their. I mean, we both said it. We both said it the night after the paper last Tuesday. We both felt that Nexus was dead. Like, where do you go with that? I think that the only problem I have with Punk being the leader of Nexus is the fact that he doesn't really fit in. Again, this is where the confusion comes in, and that's a good thing because it's a little bit of intrigue. Are they going to be the Straight Society Part 2 or Nexus? Because the Nexus idea does not make sense to have a, a main event type guy who's not a next, an NXT rookie as the leader. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Right. But I think that it has, it has potential. Anything with Punk, I mean, we saw how he's been solid gold. He's been pure gold on the microphone, so we know that Punk is uh, is a fan of the show. We know that Punk is truly one of the best in the business. Um, I mean, you talked about it before, his ability to be that main event face and uh, heel, rather, and just, just how good he is. But I don't know, Joe. I think, I think it's good because it'll create some intrigue for Raw. I believe that people will tune in to see what's going on. And Gina, again, with Nexus, though, it kind of, that, that's kind of worn out in six months. Now they're trying to refresh it or, or reset it and then continue with seeing the Nexus, you know, part 56. I, I don't know, JP. I, th- I think they're trying to do too much too fast. I mean, 
uh, like I said, like who's the real number one contender now? You have Sheamus losing, who's the king of the ring. You have Randy Orton beating Sheamus, and now you have John Morrison fighting next Monday for the title. So, I mean, it's it's uh, to me sometimes when you look at it, it's, it's like one big mosh pit of like number one contenders that are gonna all probably end up fighting. I'm basically predicting a four-way at the Royal Rumble uh, at this point. I mean, there's no other way. I I, I don't see it. I don't see Marson fighting one on one. I don't see Sheamus fighting one on one against the Miz at the Royal Rumble, and uh, Randy Orton has to be in the mix too. So uh, I think we're headed for a fatal four-way. Well, I mean, it would be interesting in the sense that you have all the, the top guys involved, but I guess we'll I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see where where things go and how things pan out. Um, you know, that's why this is PG because you know we keep it fresh and we we can talk about all types of things and. You know, keep you folks wondering, and also, you know, hopefully, have you guys calling in to to talk about it as well. Give your two cents, what you think about the whole shame situation, what you think about number one contenders, and obviously, what you think about the Jets, the Giants, and everything else in between there. Yeah, we'll probably pick it up on Thursday. We got to close out the show. Definitely, folks. Um, you know, once again, we just thank you. We thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in today. Again, we apologize for the technical difficulties. We will do our best to correct them, but. In any event, for JB, this is DG of Pure Gold wishing you a wonderful evening, reminding you to tune in again Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This, folks, will be our year-end review, our week wrap-up. Pure Gold signing off. Remember, folks, have a wonderful evening, and always keep it PG.